have a music video and we perform this song live mm -hmm. every time we uh, are about to step on stage um i want to bring on the next guest honestly this is the goat of woman crush wang's day literally she is out there hustling like uh freaking what's her name uh <laughs> was that the hustlers movie oh j-lo no the constance other one. Oh, yeah constance <laughs> she's constance Wu and hustlers <laughs> Because she is putting it down, bro. And, you know, she's giving all the Asian comedians out there like a platform to really shine. And um, I love doing your shows. I've been with you since day one. We actually yes. have a show coming up at the Comedy Store February 16th. So if you guys uh, make sure you follow at Crazy Woke Asians, you can get tickets. Um, I don't know how far away we are from being sold out. But they will sell out. For yes, sure. every show. <laughs> every show sells out. And um, yeah, dude, I just wanted to bring on uh, Kiki today just so, you know, I could kind of pick her brain about like, you know, the art of the hustle <laughs> and stand up. And um, so the last time we, we spoke, we had done this little music video that we put together. It was hilarious. Um, Mm -hmm. It was basically like a Chinese dude. It's like a guy who it was like a a guy who crushes on a girl in an '80s movie, but we made her to be like you know completely like Chinesed out, where she, you know she was pushing the shopping cart and she had the <laughs> surgical mask, and I'm over there you know watching her lift up a Chinese eggplant and yeah, that yeah, was fun. That was a lot of fun. So. Here's the thing I want to know is like, how long have you been doing this uh, crazy woke Asian thing now? So since 2018? 2018? Yeah, May. That was our first show, I think. How many, show it how many shows yeah. have you had so far? Oh, gosh. Oh, I have to count more than that. More I than think. 20? Yeah, and we were in Seattle and we had a sold out <sighs> tour there. Right. You did a tour and you sold out. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Now, have you have you always been like a, a promoter or street hustler? Like, where, <laughs> street hustler your... right here. Um, I always been pro producing like uh, plays in okay. Seattle, and uh, I started out in theater, I mm -hmm. did, like Shakespeare and theater, and and then I would write plays and I put on sketch comedy shows and stuff in Seattle with my other Asian peeps. So you were born in Seattle. I was born in Hong Kong. And then you moved to Seattle. Yeah, when I was twelve. And then I was a fop. Were you bilingual? Oh, so you were a fop. I was a fop from the plane. <laughs> oh, fresh off the plane, not the boat. Yep. yep. Did you know English? Yeah, I spoke with a British accent. Oh, <gasps> you learn English the proper way. Right? Yes, the bloody hell, the bollocks, the, so, the, 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 yeah, that accent. And I would get made fun of. You know? A lot. Yeah, but now I wish I didn't lose it because I, I think it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Now, how long have you been doing, like, plays and shit? Like, 20 Oh, years? yeah, 20 years. So you've it's always been long. into it. Yeah, performing. I started singing when I was really young. 
actually wanted so to be you're a seeing, top star. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the great thing about what we do is you can kind of do all of it. Right. That's why I love comedy. It's like yep. there's really no you – could, you could put out, like, a stupid song. Mm-hmm. But it could still be, like – you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of funny shit out there, but even though it's like it seems dumb and it's funny, it's like it's actually brilliant yep. in a way, you know. Um, so how did you end up getting into stand up comedy? Eventually? Um, after well, I had a friend in college that was very into stand up and she was a fashion designer. And then I, I remember seeing her on stage for the first time in New York. Mm-hmm. I was so and how old proud. were you at the time? I was like 20-something. Okay. Like, yeah, mid-20s. And I was like, wow. But I have always loved comedy. But I just thought, oh, you know, I, you I can't. You never really Yeah, and English was my second language. So I just thought, oh, God, it's hard enough to, like, speak it, you know, like, normally. Because I always had, had this thing about my accent. Were you uh, insecure? Oh, I, totally. And I get made, made fun of. So, and I, I had to think about what I'm saying. So when I used to go on auditions, because I acted and mm-hmm. it, it just, I always yeah, feel like, yeah, like it was tough. Like, so how was your accent? Can you kind of, do you remember how you sounded? I just, I just was really speaking really soft and I was really. But it was more British, shy. right? Yeah. And then it became, I don't know what it was, like Chinese, but then it was, it, people always ask me, where are you from? Where are you from? Like, like, I'm just like, after 20 years, I'm like, I think I'm from America now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty right? much. Right, but um, I think doing Shakespeare really helped because I had to learn. Like, what was your favorite Shakespeare play? Oh, um, I like Othello. Othello. It's it's, it's like the hus- about the husband and the I played Desdemona and it was just really passionate and raw and I just like the storylines. It's like those Chinese. Wasn't he operas. a plagiarist though? Didn't he? Othello. No, didn't oh, Shakespeare? Shakespeare jack all his shit from someone? Maybe I don't. I. Uh, well, so it's he's funny. like the the king, you know, in theater. So when I was uh, when I was really young, my dad thought like if he gave me like really crazy books. Mm-hmm. So instead of like kid books, he would be like, "Yeah, I buy you, you know, Shakespeare's complete." Oh, really? And he used to made me <laughs> at five years old. I would record Shakespeare, and my dad would wow. listen to like all the Shakespeare plays. That's so cool. But I would try to like do all the accents like while i would read it out but like wow. i didn't know anything about it but i think um yeah like that was my experience with shakespeare it's just my dad i still have the shakespeare table you're very good to do shakespeare oh. like he's in there listening to me That's do so like cute. romeo li- you know yeah I romeo romeo i remember romeo. that 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 monologue i do oh romeo thou romeo and it's like about her wanting to you know, have sex with him after they, they run well, away or whatever. I actually had a really good um, uh, analogy. I was, I told this, you know, I, I told my girlfriend, basically, I said, a great love story has to have drama. Yep. Or it's not love. Because <laughs> right. I go, if Romeo and Juliet were happy-go-lucky, they would have taken tequila shots, but they fucking died drinking vials <laughs> of poison. Because no one wanted them to be together. Yep. Or Sid and Nancy, like, ended up, you know what I mean? The greatest love stories were always, they didn't have the best endings. No. And that's why it made it epic, right? And that's it, what made it made it, like, real. Because there's so much you have to overcome. Yep. To, to realize that it is real love. It is real. Like, real love, yep. you need to, 
Real love is literally like running next to the fucking plane. Like, and not catching I, I it. I mean, all those 80s movies, as corny as they are, like the John Cusack yep. fucking... That's, that's the, what you do. That's the love I grew up on. Yeah. Right? I always wanted love. Like I was never the type of guy that like I'm gonna get chicks. I want. I want. I wanted to be in love, and mm. I realized my whole life hmm. I've just been dating women to find that one love that I feel like I can truly connect with. I think that's what everyone does. Yes, everybody wants that. Don't you guys want that? But my yeah. problem is every time I find it. Or in my case, there is always a hurdle, mm. and it's not like I go in there like I'm not a home wrecker. I am mm. not a person who would ever try to like, you know, do something bad to yeah break things up. But when I find myself in these predicaments, it's just it's just kind of it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, how love works because love is not easy. No, it's just the love is. This is the love. Love is not easy and at all. And you've been what married twenty five years? I've known my husband for twenty five years, but I've only been married like two and a half. Twenty five years, but you only married two years. Yeah, two and a half. But I was married before, two different persons. So. Why did it take so long? Oh, this guy's right. Thank you, dude. Shout out to uh, Kiki's Peoples. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for, thanks yeah, for listening. Yeah, I'm sure everyone knows, dude. Okay, like I okay. There was a girl I met, right? Uh -huh. And this was like four summers ago. And she was married with a fucking how and she had it all. Mm -hmm. But this dude was so just not happy. He just said, take it all. Yeah. He left her the house, the dog, the kids, the I mean, and he just dipped. And he like he came back and like, you know, shared the kid and paid the support or whatever it was. But he was willing to say, like, everything I built. To this point, yep. Just let it go. I would rather not even have it. I'd, I'd yep. sleep out of my car to be happy. Yeah, because happiness doesn't depend on all the material things. When you really think about it, you want all that with someone to share that you connect and love, right? Right. That's why you want the house. You want the car so you can drive to fun places together and enjoy, right? But if it's there's no more connection, there's nothing left. It's just the empty. House, you know, like my parents. I grew up. We lived in really nice neighborhood. Was your parents like, happily happy? No, they were some long time ago. But by the time we immigrated to Seattle, they, you know, they it just became like they were fighting all the time. And I was always like, "Gosh, this house is nice, but gosh, I want to get out of here." Like I felt like they both. My mom didn't want to be there either, even though the house was huge and they had everything supposed to. Did happen. they? Did they stay together? Or? No, they divorced. My mom had breast cancer, and then she's like, "Fuck this Is shit." Is your mom still alive? Yeah, she's she's alive. My dad passed. My my mom had breast cancer. That's what took her to leave. Shannon Doherty just got fourth stage breast cancer. Yeah, my mom had stage four, but she didn't do anything, you know, anything like chemo, radiation. She only did like natural healing stuff, and she's she's fine. She's great. But it took the cancer for her to wake up. And be like, you know what? This is not a healthy situation for me. I try to stay for my kids. I try to be the good wife, but I'm just not connecting. And then it exploded in her breasts. Literally, right? That's you what know, I think cancer is. I think too, like, like I lost my mom, you guys. And I remember my mom would fight with my father. And she would just be in a room, like, oh. in tears. I don't oh. want to live in this room. Mm -hmm. 
And I think what my mom did was she was just so unhappy that mm -hmm. the only thing that made her happy was me. And I was the only person that um, was there mm -hmm. when my mom was still alive because everyone had just dipped out. My sister didn't get along with my dad, so she moved away. My dad was just, you know, you know, trying to make it make it work for everyone. So he was always in China doing business. And so it was always just me and my mom. And then I just remember her just kind of being sad that no one was like, I guess she wanted everyone to be together, but the problem is no one got along. Yep, exactly in my house. My my <laughs> you know? older brother ran away. My younger brother's like, whatever. I'm like, uh, it was a tough situation. And I had a, I didn't have a good, everyone's like, man, you and your dad, if I, I wish I had what you guys had. I was like, dude, what me and my dad have now took fucking work. Because I didn't like my dad. When yep. I was with my mom for the times that my dad wasn't there, I was not happy. And I remember, like, I never got to know him on that level of building a relationship, getting to know who he really yep. was because he wasn't around. Yep. So when my mom passed away, she just said, hey, for me, I'm not going to be around. I need you to look out for your father. He really loves you. Mm. And so that day on after my mom passed, I made it my you know, goal uh -huh. to build a friendship. Mm -hmm. And so I made, a, I, I called it Datterday. So every Saturday I would hang out with this guy all day That's and we would really do nice. things that him and my mom like doing gambling at casinos, <laughs> you know, stealing crab legs from a buffet. And napkins and forks, you, you know, spoons, straws. Oh, you buy one movie ticket, but you watch five. Hell yeah. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like we, and like, honestly, through this time frame. I go, oh, I can see why my mom fell in love with this guy. Yeah. Because right? I fell in love with this guy Aww. because it wasn't easy. Like, it was really rough in the beginning. Just like any of those, like, dumb sports movies where, like, the new coach tries to take over the team and everyone, no one gets along. But once you click, you click. And what I'm starting to realize is you have to make things work with people regardless of what the fucking social status or the, you know, the label is. Like whether or not you're a dad, you're a mom, you're a sister, your brother, like all that shit takes work. Yeah. And it takes work. And it, sometimes it's because like of your mom's death and then she passed and you want to, to fulfill her wish. It's like a fucking, it's like, I call my mom Jesus, the Wang Jesus, because like her sacrifice is yep. what eventually led me to create this beautiful relationship. I have with my father. Now that we have this beautiful relationship, like, we're friends. I send them skate clips. Oh, they, oh so I find sweet. the good curb. You go grab. And the not curb. a lot of people get the chance to have that. Like my dad passed. And like I realized, a, yeah, I, I can't. To... I got to fucking be with my mom every day. And when my mom passed, I was like, good. It was a good thing I didn't move away to college and live in a stupid dorm and fucking be one of those like you know frat guys. I'm glad that I didn't you know, leave to go just have roommates because I wanted to be alone. Because, hmm. you know, everyone's angle when they're young and wanting to live alone is because they want to go, like, hook up. Yep. They want to they want to date. To escape, and, to and pass time. To, and Yeah. Oh, hello. And, and, and what I'm realizing in, in all of that is, like, there was uh, Sky, uh, Kiki's uh, little little son is here. He's chilling. He's part of the podcast. I'm sorry. Um. What I'm realizing is that, uh, oops, what I'm realizing is that all that shit really never mattered. Um, I think that, uh, 
I don't know. I think, yeah, it's very important. It's very important to, uh, you know, make, spend the time and the quality time you need with the people that you need to, you know, the important people in your life. Yeah. I, I don't think enough people do that. No. Because they're too busy chasing, I don't know, something that they think will make them happy. I eventually. used to get mad. I don't know if you guys are like, you were like, I used to get mad when my parents would call me. I would get annoyed. Like, oh, why, me are you, too. why are you fucking calling me? Me too. I'm like, what are you going to yell at me about that? They I'm not doing check in and, 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 and now, yep. I'm like, when my dad hits me up, I get, oh, I get really happy. Yes. Oh, your, your, your iPad is stopped. Okay. His iPad stopped. Should we use, can you, can I? Hold on, real quick. Should I sit next to you? No, this is good. Oh. Um, so here we're back. Uh, we had to put Sky on timeout because uh, uh, Kiki's got a little four-year-old here, and he was uh, he was bummed because his iPad turned off. <laughs> so uh, we gave him a few uh, Ryan's toy review. So we we had some comments from my live stream and people saying maybe we need to go live in the jungle with the one person that we love to make <laughs> the relationship work to have a chance. Uh, what do you think, George? I don't know about living in a jungle. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can survive. I can't. Yeah, I, I, the fucking I mosquitoes. Mosquito bites. I, I don't. I think I'll die. When I watch those shows, what do you call those? Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not a survivor. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I like nature. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I could go yeah. like like for the a beach. weekend. Yeah. You know, we'll get in the RV, but I'm not one of those guys that's Camp? like I can go live in the mountain. No. And like in a cabin, like oh, yeah, I, I need stand up. I need to be around people. I need yeah. to like go down the street and like skateboard. I need to like eat Chinese food. Like I can't. <laughs> you need to eat Chinese. I, food. I can't. I be, know. I need to eat Chinese food. I can't be like isolated. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a connector. I love yeah. connecting. So it's uh it's different for me, man. I, I can't be that. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely not a person who's like. Like, I have a lot of friends, and, and this is uh, my go out to Kiki's people. Yes. Where, like, they'll meet a girl, right? Like, let's say they meet in California. Yes. And they'll purposely move to, like, an area that's just, like, far away so the homegirl can have no distractions. So, like, I have a friend. His name is Danny. He lives in L.A. his whole life. He meets this girl. She's, like, a party animal. Uh -huh. So he moves to Arizona in this, like, really quiet town. Because I know where he he can trap her, oh, so damn. that way that way she's over there. She has no, you know, she can't really do anything because they live at a strip mall basically in like the middle of nowhere. Did she leave yet? But you come to LA, dude. You can go to crazy woke Asian yeah. shows. You can, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. way too much shit you can do. So I think a lot of times, like homies, like they'll trap <laughs> women in this way. In this way, like my friend. Yeah. Like you move to an area where there's not a lot going on. And oh. you just, you know, spit cookies all day. You and, raise a family and which, watch Real Housewives of Arizona. Yeah, or whatever, which is, which is not wrong. I mean, yeah, honestly, like fine. if I think like I wanted to raise, I would want to go to a, a nice, a decent neighborhood where like rent isn't too crazy. Mm -hmm. But I think the problem is, you know, in, with these big cities. <laughs> Is that there's just too much shit to do. There's too many people around. Yeah, and you can get distracted easily. But then at the same time, like for us, we're comedians. We we just kind of it's just so many opportunities for us to to go oh, and I make love people. It. I, I I I I like it so much. I love it so much. I could never picture living anywhere else but in L.A. Because like today, I went to go to this uh, new skateboarding park, and last night I went to go to do this. You know 
this podcast for uh, the guy the, for Be Real TV, which is the dude from Cypress Hill. Mm-hmm. But I just thought of all the cool things that I'm able to experience in LA. You know, there's so many different things. There's so many different cultures. There's so many different places to do comedy. Yeah, because the weather is so good year round. That everyone's like outdoors yeah. doing shit. When yeah. I lived in the East Coast yeah. and it's fucking cold, you're not outdoors. Yep. For four months, you're home all the time. Oh gosh. Because it's too cold to. Go I remember outside. when I lived in Seattle, it was so cold and rainy. But I went to a lot of uh, Barnes and Nobles and yeah. Starbucks. But I don't even drink. But that's coffee. so like typical, right? Like, yeah, that's all I can do to get out of the house to be around some humans. But it's still. Was like, it depressing in Seattle? Yeah. It is right. That's is that why, why the homies, yeah, the homies, the, the suicide rate. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now it's like very gentrified, and yeah. uh, you know a lot of it's I more like, like a city. No, yeah, I, I, I going I, back. I don't think I could live there though. I think I just get so tired of it after like a month. Yeah, if you if you're not into like cold, because it's just like one <laughs> big warm. city. It's just Seattle. Yeah, and then, and, but course, then outside is all the suburbs, yeah, which is where suburbs. I live, too. Okay, so yeah. where in the suburbs of Seattle did you live? I, I grew up in Bothell, Washington. Went to Bothell High. I call Bothell. it the boonies. But now it's a lot more popping. They they build a lot more strip malls. and <laughs> Bothell, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, we, Crazy Vocations went back for a tour. In Bothell's? Did no, you do in Seattle. Okay. No, I did it in and Seattle. And you sold it out in Seattle? Oh, yeah, did we all did. your friends and family come out? No. Support? Not, not really. How awesome is that to take your thing back? Take to my Seattle? show there, but no, my family did not show up, and uh, my friends, not really. But I have it was so sold out. The line was around the block. That it, is... That's what's great about it. It's like people love comedy. They so all came out to support. Right now, like, how do you build this? Uh, how How do you feel like you built your um, audience, and also not only on top built it, but like kept you retained. You know, because producing, a lot of times people just think like, oh, you go to a comedy show and the comedians, but that's just a small part of it. I really give it down. My my hands, uh, my, you know, salute goes to the bookers because it's so hard of packing out a show. I mean, a lot yeah, of people sometimes- struggle getting people fucking out anymore because why would you want to go out when you could just stay home and watch Netflix? <laughs> you know, dragging yeah. people out isn't. But luckily, I think we are on the forefront of comedy right now. I think comedy is in the best time it's ever been. Yes, and f- and for the Asian Americans coming up, and there's so many of us, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it, even at our shows, it's not all Asians. There's a lot of different. No, your people. shows are never like yeah. even the sticky rice shows. Half of them. That's why I always make those like, oh, once you go yellow, your kitty goes yellow because no one is Asian. It's like yep. they all. Yep. Have, have and this, it's like, great because it gives them an insight to oh it's different kind of asian americans like chinese vietnamese korean japanese we're not all the same even though we might look alike <laughs> and you know what else is okay so here's i have a, a conspiracy theory i think the asians are doing so good that there had to be someone in the illuminati to be like all right let's release the coronavirus and Ooh, stop these motherfuckers from like getting too crazy I mean, that's probably not the reason, but I just find it so crazy that we live in a time right now where literally people are scared of like other Chinese or Asian looking people. And I'm I'm even scared. Like I don't even go to fucking Chinese supermarkets. 
I don't go to get my massages I used to go to. I uh, was at the Ranch 99 and I saw all these people with the mask. I'm like, uh, my dad, I should go now. My I dad think. gives masks. He bought like in bulk. That's what we're going to do for the show, the charity show coming up. On so the I wanted to, yeah, I, was, I made a joke there. It was like, how hilarious is it? you go to the, to the charity virus and then you get the, you get the coronavirus uh. from the charity, dude. Like, <laughs> but What's your opinion on this whole thing? Do you think it's blown out of proportion? Do you think a like, it's bit. propaganda? I mean, there's some fake news out there, but there are people that are sick with it. Like just like last night, my friend from Hong Kong, she's like, they they sold out of masks. Can you please get me a box yeah. of fifty? And my dad had to go to five different fucking stores, like right there, that box, oh. that mask. Oh, I gotta take a picture. I'm gonna buy some. And, and he hands them and out. Send it to Should me. we for the crazy woke yes. vision show? We need to go up there and wear them. Yeah. Oh, dude. Let's I got that. a great idea to make everyone laugh. We're up there wearing it. We are Corona bottles. Oh yeah, dude! With the crazy Asian song, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, because uh, so we're partnering with the Chinese in entertainment. So uh, we're gonna get masks and supplies, and they're gonna mail it to the people in China. That is so. Amazing. There's not actually people with coronavirus gonna be at the show. It's just that we're we're doing <laughs> the charity. What? To, and it's what? not all Chinese okay, people. Why the it's for fuck whoever is it called the coronavirus? Is I don't. Because- oh. I googled that shit because I was like, "What? What is it?" It's because it's the, the 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 virus is shaped like a corona, like a, there's a halo. Like a corona bottle. Uh, it's like ground like cor- with spikes and like stuff. Like a corona beer. No, not yeah, sure. Or do you think they're just I, being fucking racist? They just want to have Mexicans involved <laughs> somehow, right? Why, why can't it be called the, the Chinese Mexican? Call it the redneck virus, virus or the, the you know Pabst Blue Ribbon virus. <laughs> why is it got to be corona? Like. Yeah, it's like they're like, ah, you know, if we're going to fuck the Chinese, let's just fucking throw the Mexicans in there. and Exactly. Because there's so many memes on the internet right now. Like, yep. show like, I got the yep. coronavirus. Done. Yep. And then you see the <laughs> corona b- bottles and then the Heineken put 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 the mask. Yeah, they all got the so mask funny. on. Which is funny is because so Chinese funny. love fucking Heineken. Right. So I And mean, Vietnamese people love corona. It's insane, dude. It's like literally, I mean, it's. Honestly, like, I'm, I love my boys. I have a good friend out there, Scott, if you're listening. I love you. Scott was in Malaysia uh-huh. oh. filming. He got back to the U.S., uh-huh. and he's like, I got I got, I got, got sick. Oh. And I was like, uh, dude, we're, not, we're probably gonna, not going to talk for a while. <laughs> but aren't they quarantining the people for Yeah, so I guess he now? went. He just has the flu, but. But I know if anyone coming back from China now, there's a 14-day uh, quarantine. There's something. a 14-day quarantine. Um, all my side business is with Chinese people. So now I'm kind of screwed because like the people that They're I stuck deal there? they they can't. They I literally can messaged my dude today. Yeah. I was like, hey, when's the order coming? And he's like, until Never. they until they find a cure for corona, oh, we're, we're fucked. But at least I know it's not as deadly as SARS. Like people, they're saying this, this is killing off the old people with bad immune system. Bad immune systems and like so you better, better but, okay. charge up on the vitamin So, C. guys, before you go into this fucking health panic and crisis of mass yep. hysteria, in Washington, there was a guy who actually was just released, um, and he's he's good. Oh, great. Like, I guess he good got time. it. And I think, here's the thing. If you're old or you're very young and your immune's fucked, this is <laughs> the where the flu luck. can kill you. Mm. My thing, too, is, like, stop fucking with bats. Because the the swine flu came from something mixed with bat blood. Did you know that? And and I know that this coronavirus, it was because they ate some they wild ate, animal. And I was like, I was like, is it a 
dog or, or like my friend, my Chinese friend is like, no, it's some kind of wild animal. It's like I picture them on the hills like, wild animal. Ah, I'm going to come fucking yeah, eat like, you. Like I'm going to kill you. And now the spirit of that fucking wild animal is like, it, it's die. Like, it's like, fuck, dude. Like, I don't know. That's the problem with Chinese people is we just eat anything, you know? Maybe we should all go vegan. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously. Yeah, right. I mean, in yeah, a perfect yeah. world, it does suck. Uh, I think... How do you think it would be if in the entire world was vegan? I think it would be yeah. very peaceful. Nobody would get angry. Because I, I noticed when my husband eats a lot of beef, be he gets pretty angry. He gets pretty easily. angry, right? He gets really pumped up. Like, I don't know. I just noticed the difference. When he's drinking a lot of like celery juice, he's just chill. Maybe because like, he's who, starving. Who's ever getting mad drinking like a Jamba Juice? or something nobody like, they're just like, like a guy's oh. having a kale shake exactly like, throws it on the ground and wants to beat your ass <laughs> like that does not happen no maybe we should really maybe i don't know the more i look into it like i'm not gonna try it i'm for not an a, experiment i'm not a vegan and uh I, I i'll tell you right now i'm not vegan i'm chinese we got way too much good food yeah um but i do respect veganism because i have yep. a friend who's a diehard vegan i think it's just a discipline like anyone like if you see someone with great abs i look at that like a vegan like damn how'd you get those abs because that mindset is like i've had abs before and it's hard oh to you get. did have abs you i have had like killer abs i, I saw had, that picture yeah i had crazy abs but what'd you do i was literally dude not I, e eating so right now i would not drink beer i didn't have beer i didn't eat any carbs I, no bread, no no sugar. I, w I wouldn't do any zero carbs. It was so just, what happened? It was just protein, and it's just too hard to maintain. How I long think, did you do that for? I think I did that for. I was very ripped for like five or six years. That's I, a I, long time. I maintained it pretty good. Then what? What made you? You just like I don't care. I, I just, think I'm just I think what I, beer. No, I think what happened was you know bad influences, and then eventually uh, I think where I really just stop caring was i think the more i got into skateboarding because i used to be more into fitness i was oh. more like a fit guy so i wanted to juice i wanted to eat right i was at the gym but i was never happy at the gym i was at oh. low-key miserable like oh, even man. though i was ripped at great abs yeah i wasn't as happy as i am now you know and the fact that like i realized when i started skating again I was like, why am I running on a treadmill? I could just be out skating yep. and use that That's same so energy funny. to learn new tricks. I mean, and I feel like everything that I used to be when I like was when I was a teenager and I was the most happiest, I, I kind of became that guy again. Mm -hmm. Where like I'm healthy, I'm fit, I still work out every day. I like I like being like like I, I like being a little bigger now, you know, because even when I was like skinny and ripped, like I work out so hard, and people just be like, "You're too skinny." Oh God! I'm like, "Yeah, they just know, hate." But you know how hard it was to like yeah. get these abs. Like, oh yeah. But no one said shit. Like, oh, you got to eat more, bro. And now that like I'm I'm a little bigger, it's like, oh man, you've been lifting, huh? Like now I'm getting props because yeah. like dudes like big, yeah. big, you know, like yep. bigger is better. So I mean, I mean, I, I would want to get back there. Sometimes I I'll be like, ah, oh, I'll get there. But then you know, I like beer too much. I like Taco Bell. I like, you know, fattening foods. Like, I think balance is the key. And right? then I just exercise a lot. Yeah, so then you I exercise, realize, so. yeah, I just feel like yeah. if I could just maintain a decent body weight, mm -hmm. not look like I'm out of shape. Yeah. You know, people still are like, hey, you're fit. Like, that's all I need. 
and then I can still eat and be happy. Like, yeah. I don't know, but you're, you're pretty strict, though. You're in great shape. Like, I eat what's, whatever what's I want. What's your diet like? I eat whatever I want. Yeah, but you work but out. But I work you do out yoga, too, though. You work out like, and really then crazy. I juice and I I drink, you know, smoothies and I take care of myself. I I I, I drink water. A you're lot very of water. health conscious. That's what I yeah. like about you. I I yeah. noticed. I'm very health and spiritual conscious. And you're very balanced, you know. And I, 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 try. I Okay, sometimes you are a little all over the place mm-hmm. because I so am I because you have mm-hmm. so much going yep. on. Yep, and that's I, why I'm I know working on this. I, I know what that's like to like, you know, you're throwing a fucking show. You're also doing stand up. You're yep. also producing a play. You're also yep. doing a web series. Yep. You, have, you, you know, you're making the music. It's like people yep. like me and you. We we are ADD with our passions. Yeah, and it's like, why don't you just do one thing? It's like. I don't think I don't see it as a, as a choice. I, when it choice. happens, it's like that passion, and then things come together, and it's the timing. It's just bam, bam, bam. You gotta do yeah. it, and and then it's not gonna be perfect, and it's okay. That's when we come in like the ADD, like. But then it all works out in the end. You know, the music video is done. There's the we sell out the shows, and then now there's the festival, and then we we finish the. I think, the I think what I want to learn from you too is, and and I think I'm good at a lot of things. But I think what you're really good at, and I feel like anyone could just kind of learn from you, is the production side of things mm. and selling shows out mm. and being consistent and creating a network. Like these are things I find that are very, very. I think these are the hard parts of comedy. Mm. People don't realize. Mm. I think my acting background really helped with the show business side because I, yeah, I had you're to really good at that shit. I had to do my own resume, my headshot, my my. I learned so much from twenty over twenty years doing that and auditioning and casting and being on the other side That's and great. creating. And I think like my spiritual part of me, the foundation, mm-hmm. that's what sets it off. And you've always, you've had this since you were 12, right? And you've never, you never stopped. Well, when I was even five or Did six. Did you ever have I, a normal job? Have you just been in plays and shit your whole life? Like, I tried to, I worked at a real estate office doing part-time. And then I did like four people's work. I was a bookkeeper. I was administrator. I was marketing manager. I did everything. Like it was a Chinese company. And it was yeah. just me. I did everything. What I, you guys work for Chinese companies. You never have one position. And, and it's you're okay. You're literally like you're yeah. everything that. And I learned a lot about bookkeeping, like all the tax stuff I did, like the 1099s for like a 200, like. Um, yeah, you you're hella professional uh, with everything. Like, so all those it. jobs made me learn about the, the administrative side, the marketing side too. So all the odd jobs I had, I was a host, a cashier. I did so many like, like brand ambassador stuff where I talked to people and stuff. But I think the spiritual side is what, like I have my vision for what mm-hmm. it is. And I just slowly, step by step, taking in crazy woke agents. What's part your of process? It. How did crazy woke come up? Was it the crazy rich thing that inspired it? No, I was I was listening to Childish Gambino, the the so stay cra- woke so song. So crazy woke Asians came out before crazy rich Asians. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, the book was out, but the movie wasn't out. So we, did you take the play on Crazy Rich Asians and put Crazy Woke? Or I, was... I was just listening to Childish Gambino that song, "Stay Woke, Stay yeah, Woke," yes, yeah, and yeah. I was like, I was like, I like that, "Stay Woke, Stay Woke." And then I was at a point in my life where I was like, I'm tired of all the stereotypes, like all the Asian Americans. There's so many talented people around, and I was just tired of Hollywood always giving us the shitty. And roles. I love that and, you're you you're literally the one right now that is. Um, you got the ship that you're just, and people are fucking with you because at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah. And when you sell shit out, 
and I take care, you People know, like, are happy, dude. Straight yeah, and up. I care about the comedian, and, and I feel like it's a community too, you know. And then the crazy part is just why I, la- I named it crazy too, is because I, I, I feel like people have such a bad connotation with crazy like oh you crazy it's it's not a bad thing and, i'm crazy and, you're and, cra- and people crazy. get crazy with woke too remember yes. that one yes dude? like that all that like, like we're not about that so some guy trolled her in seattle yeah. when her show is coming like nobody want to see woke. and he's like no one wants to see asians that are woke and um, like i just yeah. can't stand people who overuse the word woke yep and we're like this guy needs to fucking go to sleep because yep. he's not woke of course like one of my best white friend like he's white guy he was like yeah i could see his point like how some people do take it and and i do t- and i'm like yeah but that's not what we're about i'm just awake i'm aware yeah. i'm aware what's going on that's that's what crazy woke asians mean to me so crazy woke asians meaning you're aware of what's going on in the the world in and, the realm and, and, of yeah in in like uh, maybe asian representation is uh, misrepresented yeah. so yeah. we're trying to uh, alarm the masses of like yeah who we really and are. also yeah not just not just in entertainment just as people like we're we're pretty awake right like we're always the one that's like stereotyped as being quiet or like polite but there's so many different kinds like crazy fun like comedians like yeah you know just 10 years ago you don't see that many asian american even though there were a lot of asian american comedians already but you don't see them in the spotlight there's just a you few don't. of them so I just want to bring people. And what's crazy too awareness. is like, you know, for you people who haven't gone to like see a lot of Asian comedians, mm-hmm. what these people don't realize, and this is a shout out to all my peers, is I think we're extra funnier because mm-hmm. we have to be. Yeah. Only because we're we're not gonna be seen as like, you know, when you think comedy, you're gonna you see a black dude, oh, this shit's gonna be funny already. Like black I mean you yeah. just don't see and thank God that we live in a, in the forefront of comedy right now, and yep. also in the forefront of a, a of a, a change in the yep. way we're perceived. I mean, shout out to Aquafina for being the first yeah. Golden Globe winning supporting oh, yeah. actress That's in amazing. Golden Globe history. Yep. Like, bro, you're telling me in the last, I mean, fifty fucking yep. years, There's not an no- Asian dude even had a category. Like, nope. she made history. But here's what's fucked up, mm-hmm. and this is how shallow Chinese people are. Yep. So I talked to all my friends in China. Yep. I go, dude, aren't you happy? She not pretty. Exactly. They just say she's. Yep. Bro, who gives a? That's what my dad would say. Fuck. She not. Oh, you know what my They're dad so said. So shallow. Yeah. I mean, who cares yep. that she's not pretty? Yep. And you know what my dad said when Lucy Liu was doing Charlie's Angels? She's not pretty. She's oh pretty. my god. Lucy Liu's pretty. I've always thought Lucy but, but, pretty. But the thing is, that's what I mean. The Chinese is very different than the Chinese Americans. They are so visual. Yes, and they don't care about your stories like, they don't like care. the farewell, crazy rich Asian. No. It's like they've seen it all. Like don't just don't try to try to tell a Chinese story. Like it, like Chinese, okay, Chinese, Chinese people, people. They don't it, care. It's like what Ronnie Chang care. said. We don't give a fuck. They don't care. They don't care. It, she's ugly. That's yes. All they, yes. That's, like, bitch, she just won a supporting actress. They don't care. Uh, and I try to tell my Chinese friend, I say, um, that's why she's probably better at acting because if she was like freaking the prettiest woman on earth, it's so easy to like her. Mm. It's so easy to like love Holly Berry because she looks so damn good. Mm. She is very, so, very hot. So, I and mean, a good actress. Dude, I the most people that I love that are great aren't fucking beautiful. 
Philip Seymour Hoffman isn't like mm-hmm. a fucking Brad Pitt or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. But I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah, in China, I mean, like in Hong Kong, I know there she's was. She's ugly. She's not pretty. Yeah, and, and then I'm like, who? And they will label you that. I think Armin is pretty. They will label you. Excuse me. What is wrong? Oh, He's this dying. little boys. He just fainted to the floor. Yeah. You want some attention? You need some affection? Sky, you want this? Uh, where's the cookies? Did you Sky, want? We gotta cookie? give Sky some cookies. So Sky is passed out on the ground. Oh, right like, here. He looks like a guy who like drank too much tequila. Right. So. Ooh, look, s'mores. There you go, sweetheart. How's it being a mom and doing all the shit you do? Oh, is it hard? To... Yeah, it's hard. That's why I, know, I, I have know. ADD because I'm like, oh, I give him some food, then I'm working on my show, then I go give him another freaking sandwich and then i do some other stuff and then i gotta give him some milk and then he gotta poop are you like the full-time person in charge because does your yeah. husband work all the yeah, time he works so i work at home on my production and then i i take care of him and then uh he goes to school too like part-time now and then um yeah and then at night i have shows going on and uh, you know but you know when i produce the show it's like it takes a month or two to lead up really to it, so it's, it keeps. And then I have other stuff going so on. So we also have the solo fest. Yeah, in May. Uh, why don't you tell everyone? About, so we did a. Uh, I did a thing recently. Kiki does something that's very interesting. She takes comedy and her theater experience, and she puts it all under one umbrella and keeps it within the crazy woke Asian. So she gave me and a bunch of comedians to actually do our one man story, which is different from comedy because it's like you're self produced. In a sense, like play slash special, special mm-hmm. slash whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a dope experience. I got to do something I wanted to do for a long time. And uh, I got to cross that out of my, off my bucket list. Thanks to you. But um, that is coming up, right? In May? Yeah, May 28th to 31st. Are you all booked for submissions? Like, No, we, we, we are extended till the 14th. We have so many. Yeah, we will have tripled than last year. No way. So you're you're full in terms of like you could you can literally like book it all if you wanted to. Yeah. You. Well, we we have three stages this year, and then we're gonna have have the industry panels, workshops, and then we have That's a so dope. We have dude. a free youth stand up like, comedy. Yeah, camp. this is what I mean. This is um, what I mean by like you know people produce shit here and there. Like, oh, let me put this bar show together. But you're taking it to the next level. You're creating a festival. You're bringing Q&A workshops. Oh, yeah. And NBC is going to have an audience yeah. award. NBC is a part of the program. Um, Salad, huh? So healthy of you. Oh, my dad bought me that. So oh, you have you NBC. said there's, there's going to be three stages this year? Yes. Yeah, main stage, other space, and upstairs, the artist's entrance. And then we have the youth stand-up comedy camp. So youth stand-up comedy camp is... Um, you're going to have ki- uh, us teaching kids how to do stand-up? Yes, like 15 to 18. There's going to be like 20 kids. No way. And, and so you've already had everyone submitted for that? Um, we're going to take – because it's not till May, so we're working on it. We're, okay. I, I'm trying to connect with the Boys and Girls Club and, like, you know, tr- figure out, like, which schools have underserved. Is there kids. a lot of planning to this shit? Or is oh, yeah, that- we've been planning. We've had our – you, what's your production project? Is meeting. Like a, you have a production meeting. You have people yeah. you work with. Yeah, yeah. We have okay. a team, and then we're gonna have, you know, interns and volunteers at the festival this year. Yeah, I want to make it bigger and better. 
and so is your goal to always get bigger every year uh, yeah well you know as long as uh, how about how head. about new york i feel like new york could oh yeah we're, from... we're, we're planning on to having one um maybe later this year you're right sky you're rubbing your eyes really hard you're gonna be sorry later stop rubbing your eyes yeah no problem we're gonna take a little break guys uh kiki needs to go oh, make sure sky's okay all right so we're back and um Guy was uh, crying because he's it's too boring to be here. <laughs> he didn't want to bring any toys in, and of course he gets bored. Does he usually get like this? At yes. Anywhere, if it's too long, he gets bored. He gets bored. So what okay. keeps him entertained? And what crying? keeps him and Well, usually if I take him outside or something, you know, like if I take him, or if there's another kid around. Or then, so those or, are the best ways to keep them occupied. Yeah, or that, you know, I, I guess because he sat there for an hour, so he, he's like... He's oh. super bored. He's done you know, sitting. It's it's a lot of work, man. I, I just went to the Super Bowl. My friend has a four-year-old. And his, right before kickoff, the, the, the daughter starts crying like him. Oh, my gosh. And they drive home. They don't even yep. stay for the Super Bowl. I know. Bowl. Doesn't that... Oh, it's terrible. So I have to bribe him. Do you want ice cream later? Ice cream. He's crying. He's I, I, you know, it's hilarious. He's crying. He's so bored. Yeah. I wish, I, I wish I could be like that. I think like, this is hilarious. I would like, like to be somewhere and cry because I'm bored. Like, I'll be with my girlfriend at like some movie and just start crying. It's just, she's gonna be like, stop crying. I'm bored. Right. And exactly. Exactly. And you, if adults started doing that, if adults, it's like yeah, who can just cry like that? If adults start doing that, people would go, go crazy, right? I do wish that I could cry when I'm standing. I, I kind of want to do that too, dude. Sky, I'm gonna do that next time. I'm out, you know, I'm gonna cry. Now I'm gonna cry. Like he's he's really crying because he knows we're talking like about this guy it. Is crying with everything he has because he's fucking bored. And he knows we're talking about him now. See, he's hitting me now. So is this fake crying? Stop. Yeah, it's fake crying. You need to put him in acting. He is. He is. He's such a oh. good little actor. Sky. Oh. Oh. giving birth. <laughs> now he's flailing his could, arms. Do you think you could handle more than that? Not like him. You know what? No ice cream. No TV. No. See, I'm telling him, no ice cream, no TV, no chips, no CV. Does he listen to you or, or your husband Me? But right now he's not. He's faking it. He's fake crying, guys. I, I kind of want to 
I put him in the bathroom? Should I? Yeah, put him in the bathroom. You promised. Alright guys, so she had to put him in the bathroom. Uh, I'm not abusing him, so uh, this is what happens when you're really bored, I guess. You just cry. But, uh, it's all good, guys, you know? We, we, I mean, I'm sure there's parents out there who understand that uh, kids just can't sit through an hour podcast, bro. He's bored, is it? I'm, I'm about to get evicted right now. But it's all good. Uh, we, we're gonna keep this podcast moving. If everyone's out there listening, uh, we're gonna take a little another little time out. We'll be back. Cry baby. So guys, it's all good. Uh, I don't have kids, so I don't know. But I, dude, the other day, like I said, I was at the Super Bowl. The it wasn't even kickoff, and the daughter threw a ball at some other daughter's head, and they were on the car out, and we they didn't even get the party. So uh, right now, Sky is 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 so bored that we're we are gonna have to stop this podcast. He's so bored because I love I love Kiki and Sky, but I get it, dude. I, I if I was him, I'd be crying too. Um, so a few little dates to to remember is uh we have our Crazy Book Asian show February sixteenth. And Kiki has a show to, on Friday I'll be at at the Sticky Rice 7. I've done two Sticky Rices already. Uh, I just headlined the last one, so that was dope. Shout out PK. Shout out Michael Yo. Um, but tomorrow, Friday night, you can see Kiki at the Ice House uh, Stage 2, right? Yeah. Um, and the Crazy Woke Asian show, it will be sold out. But you can buy tickets. Just DM at Crazy Woke Asians on Instagram. And is there a website? Yeah, crazywokeasians.com. Crazywokeasians.com. You can buy tickets. I believe they're, what, 15 bucks online? Uh, tw- 20. 20 but, online. But you can use George's code and get $5. So off. you could use my code. My code is, what, just George. George? Yeah. So there's a George in the checkout. Or you could just DM me direct, George Wayne Jr. at Wayne's World. And um, it's going to be fun, dude. If you haven't been to one of these crazy Asian shows, they are fucking lit. They are hilarious. Her next lineup is Bananas. Um, we have a crazy lineup. Yeah, and uh, I guarantee, guaranteed, you will laugh your asses off. And you will leave and be like, I didn't know Asians were that funny. Like, I'm serious. That's what you're going to do in the parking lot. So you can follow Kiki at Kiki Funny Mama. You can follow Sky too. He's got a little profile. It's at Super Sky S K Y N G. And you can follow me at Wang's World uh, on Instagram, George Wang Jr. Spelled out as my name. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you, Kiki, for you know coming by the podcast. Thank and, you, George. And um, I'm so excited to uh, do some more shows. Yes. But we're going to get out of here because, you know, Sky needs to go and uh, Take a nap. not be bored. <laughs> so we'll see you guys February 16th. Peace. Crazy. 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 Crazy.